Hola amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I am so thrilled to introduce to you a beautiful soul. She's in the banking industry, so I wanted her to be here as she has moved up the banking ladder for quite some time. She's got a lot of experience in banking, and I thought it was super important for us to have her here and share her story. So who is she? Her name is Janie Marquez. And so Janie Marquez is the Vice President, Senior Relationship Manager for First Century Bank in the downtown Los Angeles office. Her portfolio is comprised of affluent individuals and commercial clients within the Southern California region. She brings 20 years of progressive leadership to the banking industry while exceeding revenue-generated goals in a highly competitive environment within the financial industry. During her career, she has held positions in the retail, personal, and commercial banking divisions. Prior to First Century Bank, Janie was a senior relationship banker at City National Bank, leading the retail unit in the highly competitive Los Angeles Angeles region while specializing in multiple areas and markets. She has been featured and recognized by her employers as one of the top bankers as ranked amongst her peers and is always sought after within the industry due to her proven results, professional service, and success record. She's a native of California. Janie grew up in Los Angeles and speaks and writes English and Spanish fluently. An amazing mother of three beautiful children, she enjoys volunteering for different nonprofit organizations, offering free financial literacy workshops in low-income communities across Los Angeles. She is incredibly proud of her culture and enjoys speaking her home language, Spanish, with her colleagues and clients. In her free time, she loves running, marathons, hiking, playing golf, 
riding horses, and coaching her son's baseball team. Okay, she's got such an amazing career. But here's the thing, amigas. What she is so good at, at least here that I've known, is that when she says something, she really means it. Meaning she was so instrumental in my, in the Amiga Empowerment Movement. And she uh, was able to provide a last minute sponsor. She's just so amazing and I love her and I can't wait for you to listen to her. So without further ado, this is Janie Marquez. Welcome, welcome, Janie, to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Jackie, muchas gracias. I am beyond excited. Get you not a little nervous in there? <laughs> Pero, uh, I feel so blessed and honored when I was asked to participate in your podcast. The first question I asked, me? Why? Right? And I think we all do that, right? Don't we? Right. Don't we? Yes. Yeah, of course. Uh, yes. Pero me siento muy contenta and happy to be here. So thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity and more so to be able to share why I am where I'm at right now. And hopefully whoever gets to listen to all the young and women and young men that, that hears my story, they're able to say, si se puede, I can do it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Si se puede. And I know part of your story. And so this is going to be juicy, amigas, out there listening because, you know, this woman is, I mean, uh, she's handling her shit. Let me tell you that. <laughs> From day one. And so before uh, we get to talk about First Century Bank, let's uncover where is Janie from? Does she grow up here in LA? Where is she from? All her familial. Because I love to get down and find out their background. Because obviously, amigas, where we're at today isn't how we started, right? We were born to a family and we have all these influences, whether environmental or whether it's the family. So I really want to get down and dirty, Janie. So tell us, tell us, tell us, where are you from? Jackie, that's a great, great question. And I tell you why it's a great question. It's a great question because I was born in LA. I'm from Los Angeles, South LA. Pero unlike everybody that comes from Mexico, they they, they to grow to live here in LA, it, for me, it was the opposite. I was born in LA and my parents took me to Mexico. So I was raised with my grandparents in Mexicali. And up until I was eight years old, I was brought back to LA, which I did not like at all because I could not speak English. And then something really sad happened in my life. I come from a single parent, uh, raised in a family of six. I'm the oldest of six. I have three brothers and two sisters. And when I was nine years old, my father stabbed my mom, stabbed her seven times, and that changed my life completely. And I couldn't go back to Mexico. I was forced to stay here and live here and help with my brothers and sisters. And so that's where my life begins. It's, it's a story where it's challenging, but it's not, it didn't stop me. It, it didn't stop me at all. Oh my God. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's just 
I need to flush this out and and I'm sorry if I'm I am like intruding, but just coming out of the gate telling us that your father stabbed your mother seven times, that is huge, huge. And for a young child, that must have been super impactful, not only impactful, but it might have carried a lot of trauma in your life as a result of that. And I find that I know you and I know that, God, you're so resilient. But, you know, how does this little girl cope with something like that? What did you do? You you don't do nothing. You can. You're numb. I remember being looking at my mom and and wondering, is she, are we going to have a mom for, for longer? And looking at my sisters and brothers, I think my, my youngest sister, she must have been like one year old. She was a baby. And it was really hard. I mean, just to think about it, it taking me back to that moment, it, it brings me a lot of sadness <laughs> but and emotions, right? But I tell you, uh, Jackie, I don't know. I was this kid that all I knew was I wanted my mom to live longer and I needed my mom. I needed a mom and I didn't want to be alone. And all I could do is just pray, pray mm-hmm. because, um, you know, we grew up in a home with the faith, creyendo en Dios. Mm-hmm. And I remember praying and asking Diosito, please don't take my mom. <laughs> Let us keep her. We need her. And he did. He answered our prayers. And I tell you, when my mom woke up from that coma, shares a story with us. And she tells me, Sabes, mija, I remember being in a deep sleep. And I remember walking. And as I was walking, I saw this light. And it was so bright and it was so beautiful. I wanted to continue walking, but something stopped me. And then I stopped and I turned around and I looked back and I said, mis hijos, mis hijos. Mm-hmm. And I tell her, mommy, maybe that's the time when I kept holding your hand and I kept saying, abre tus ojos, abre tus ojos. And I get teary. <laughs> so I apologize. And she says, Mija, maybe that's what it was. So the power of love, God. Mm. And I remember seeing her eyelids shaking and and her fingers shaking. And, and I remember calling the doctor and calling my tío, 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 like my mom, her eyes. She's, está abriendo los ojos. I was this little girl because I couldn't speak English. And they took me out and... um. I don't know, maybe a week. I don't know how much time went by that. When I went back to see my mom, she was conscious. She recognized me. She hugged me and my three older brothers. My younger sisters were too little to be there. But um, it was a very beautiful moment. And that will forever stay in my heart. And and I will forever be grateful and thankful to to God for allowing us to have her and to still keep her and have her for more time. Me, my mom always says, tienes mamá para mucho tiempo. Oh, that is so sí. beautiful. I'm goodness gracious. I'm so grateful that you're sharing this, this with us here at Amiga Handle Your Shit, because this is powerful. Amigas, 
sometimes, you know, things don't happen the way you want them to happen. And that's okay. But when they happen this way, when you have the power of love and God, and it's granted, how amazing that is and welcoming, right? Oh, my God, Janie, this is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Wow. Goodness gracious. But she's alive and pretty much well. Now, this breakdown led to breakthroughs in your life, right? And, oh my God. So tell me, how did this, the situation help you grow and become the outlandish individual that you are? <laughs> so despite of all of that hurt and pain, I became this strong young woman. I had no idea. I'm this little girl, but my mom would always say, Hija, ¿qué haré sin ti? Right? So I had to step up. I had a single parent who, my mom, who with whatever she could y como podía, she would help us. And there was times, Jackie, that we didn't even have money to buy tortillas here in LA, right? Like who would think that? Like, and my mom would be like, no, 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 no. Vamos a trabajar. Vamos a trabajar. And, and so I remember we had an avocado tree. And so there was times where, you know, we would go out there and, you know, pull the avocados and my mom would make tortillas de harina, flour tortillas, and that's what we had. So I, as a young girl, I realized now I can see that I was taking action and, and that I was becoming this leader but that's what God was preparing me to. I can truly say that. And I had like the, entrepreneur, the entrepreneurial mindset and I didn't even know. I remember like making these yelitos and selling them. Remember when Kool-Aid? I don't know who remembers yeah, Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember buying the Kool-Aid packages for like 15 cents. And hey, I got a lot out of that 15 cents and made like this gallon of Kool-Aid and then turn them into Yelitos icy bags. And I would sell those for 25 cents. So everybody called me like, oh, the la niña que vende yelitos, right? And LA. <laughs> and LA. <laughs> and so, you're like the like the pink restaurant the pink restaurant that sells all the the hot dogs there's lines and lines and lines of people trying to purchase a hot dog you're like that person like it, there's lines and lines people trying to purchase some yelitos <laughs> that is that awesome. was me Jackie that, that was me I I mean I kid you not I had all these kids after school buying yelitos and I got smarter it, it only gets better so I realized that a lot of the, we, we had two huge avocado trees and people will come by and take the avocados. And I'm like, mama, well, you know, we need money. We, we can't let people just take our avocados. Why don't we like make bolsitas and everybody can, and we sell the bolsitas for $5, a bag of avocados, right? And it was a lot. So, I mean, they were really getting a lot for their money. And so <laughs> I would send my three brothers and they had to climb the tree come down and we will make bolsitas and we started selling avocados. So I already had that spirit of, 
you know, we, I had no idea that I, someday I was going to become an entrepreneur because I have a little bit of that. And then also it was just setting me for the right direction. And, you know, you're a kid, you don't know any better, but I'm just, like they say, necessity is the mother of invention, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was me. I was getting creative with anything and anything I could. And there's so many stories I can share with you. So many things I did just so that we had that extra, extra little income where I could help my mother and my brothers and sisters. But one that touches my heart a lot is when I used to sell flowers. I used to sell flowers. In La Entrada, the entrance of the freeway on, um, it's Broadway and Vermont. Mm-hmm. Not Vermont. It's on Broadway. It's the 110 freeway. And yeah. there was this lady that had a flower shop and my mom and I would walk and we would walk by that place all the time. And I said, Mama, esa señora no vende flores. You know, she's not selling anything. I said, okay, if I ask her if I can help her sell flowers, I mean, if it was me, I would like get up a basket and I would put a lot of flowers and go to the freeway entrance and start selling them. And my mom said, Mija, you're so young. Like, no, 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 no. I said, Mama, please let me, let me ask her. I said, okay. So I did Jackie and I get you not. That's probably why I talk really, really fast because the red lights, the green light, you only had light. And you know, now I I think back, it is funny, but I like those are memories that are gonna forever be in my heart. And um, and and I did, and I would sell. I mean, the lady loved me. She was of so in love with me because <laughs> I took her business from here to like here, right? Oh my god! And again, yes. this young kid. I'm 11 years old. I don't know any better, but necessity is the mother of invention, right? And thanks mm-hmm. to my mom's heart and her willingness, because. I, you know, she said, okay, mija, like, yeah, si tu quieres, right? If you want to, then, you know, but be careful. But I did it. And Jackie, I mean, I've learned so much that um, I would never change that for anything or, or those memories. That's that's who I am. And that's really who I am. And that's the core. That's my core. That's- mm, I love that. Oh, my God. You know, I think, well, you and I share something similar, not so much me going out and selling, but (laughs) working at an early age. I remember as a little girl at the age of six years old, when my, when my parents had a restaurant with my grandfather and this is in Orange County, this is before any, well, the only one that was born at that time was my brother, Junior, but There is no existence of Eric and Christina, but I remember that I knew the value of money because I knew that I got paid. Well, this is back in what, how old was I? It was in 1981. I don't think you were even born, girl. Um, (laughs) And they would give me $20 to when I would work in the in the restaurant. So I would get like, you know, busing tables and all that. And and the rest uh the restaurant tours knew who I was and I would get little tips here and there. 
but I also got my, my weekly pay and it was $20. Ooh, so fancy. Cause what I used to do is like, Oh, with these $20, I'm going to buy myself the jewelry at little folk shop. And the <laughs> little folk shop was the shop in Huntington center. Uh-huh. I don't even know if it like <laughs> if it exists, but I loved it so much because that's the only reason I wanted to work because I knew that I would get money that then I can go to the little folk shop and purchase an item. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> I would, I mean, I, you know, some people would be like, oh, this is child abuse. They shouldn't be making you work at such an early age, <laughs> but you know. I laugh about it, but yeah, I mean, it, these values are learned as kids. So, you know, it's so important for us to teach our younger kids the value of money mm-hmm. and what you can do with that money. And so here you are selling the flowers and there at some point, this became more granular. It became bigger. Tell me, when was that point? It, so it became much bigger because right when, I'll tell you, um, shortly after, but let's pause it for a second, age of 15, right? Here's this young girl, pregnant, 15 years old, and going to school, still going to school. And for me was like, what am I going to do? Como que estoy embarazada? And there's more, more to that story, but that's for another podcast, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Porque tenemos que escribir un libro. Mm. But um, so I'm in school now. I am. All I can think is how and what am I going to do when this child is born? And I made a promise to myself, amiga. I told myself I will never, ever let my daughter live. Or my baby, I, I didn't know. Although I'll tell you, when I was pregnant, I knew in my heart of heart, it was going to be a girl. I knew it. She had a name. I even I even had an ultrasound and I was told it was going to be a boy. And I said, no, it's a girl. And my mama, va a ser niño. I said, it's going to be a girl. Yeah. So my heart, I knew it's going to be a girl. And I made a promise to myself. And I said, I will never, ever allowed anything bad to happen to my child or to even have the life that I had, it's going to be 10 times better than mine. So it made me a stronger person, a stronger young woman. I was still a kid. I was 15 years old. Yeah. 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 But I was thinking different. And I tell you, Jackie, years went by and I graduated And when I was going to high school, no one told me about college. No one told me, no one told me you, there's other opportunities out there that existed. I had to look for them. I had to ask questions. And the reason that I asked a lot of questions again is thanks to my, my mother, who is this strong, independent woman, strong mind, a lot of the values and a lot of my vitals really come from her. And I remember her telling me, Mija, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. You're having a baby. Tienes madre pa mucho tiempo. I am going to help you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something and always remember this. And she said, dime 
con quién andas y te diré quién eres. Do you know why I'm asked, why I'm saying this? And I, I looked at her and I said, can you tell me? She said, you surround yourself with smart people. That's what you're going to become. You surround yourself with losers, people that victimize themselves. That's what you're going to become. So whenever you're around someone, I want you to think about, are they adding value to your life? Are you growing? Estás creciendo. And all this was said to me in Spanish. Estás creciendo. Vas a ser una mujer fuerte. So continue to be around them, those people. And so I started asking questions. And there was this one teacher who I wish I can come and give her my business card today because this one person said to me, I asked her, how do I enroll myself in college? I'm graduating. What do I do? And she looked at me and she said, don't you have a child? And I said, yes, that's why I want to go to school. And she said, no, 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 no. School is not meant to be for you. There's no school for you. And it was hard to hear those words. And I, I asked her why, <laughs> but I'm very stubborn. I'm an Aquarius. So I'm very stubborn. Soy bien terca. Yo, ¿cómo que? What? No. She said, no, you need to take a trade, something quick where you can get a job and raise this child. And I said, no, no, I will not allow you to determine my life. Yeah. And no, that's not going to happen. And no, I'm going to prove you that you're wrong. So I asked questions until I learned. In church, there was these girls that always talked about El Camino College. So that's all I knew. El Camino College, right? That's all I yeah. knew. So I said, oh, El Camino College. In my days, I mean, access to computer was not was no. unavailable. It's not what we have. We don't Google, right? No, and so no. I had to ask questions. And so I did. And I After I graduated, I enrolled myself at um, El Camino College and I was taking classes to become a parole officer. So I was taking justice administration. I wanted to be a parole officer. And, and I was so excited about that. And I would work. So I had, I would go to school in the morning and I had a job in the evening. So by the time I get home and, and bless my mom's heart, she helped me so much with my daughter. By the way, I have three beautiful children, <laughs> three beautiful children. My daughter is now 25 and I'm so proud of her. My middle boy is 20 and my youngest, Maximiliano, is 12 years old. And so Jackie, for years, I, I was attending, and I'm going to say a couple of years, I was taking classes at El Camino. Then I started taking some classes at uh, LA Job Corps. Because I wanted to make money quick and I, and I needed to raise this child. Like, like I didn't want to live in LA anymore. Like I wanted my daughter. And the reason I say LA is because imagine Jackie, I grew up surrounded by gangs. Mm. Like on one side of the street, there was this one gang on the other side of the street. All you could hear was all these nicknames. And I thank the Lord that he gave me this strong mindset where I, didn't become part of those groups. I decided to overcome and not because I'm better, but, be, but because I wanted to be better. 
I wanted to give my child a different lifestyle. And so that's where my life started. That's where my career started, Jackie, right at that moment when I started attending school, surrounding myself with professors that really did care, people that took interest in me and said, you're smart. You're really smart. And, and I even questioned that I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> right? I, don't, I, I, think, mean, I think we all, we all get to that point, right? I mean, it's like, like, really? Is that for real? Is he talking about me? <laughs> oh, I get it. I get yo? it. Yo, yo. So, oh my God. Okay. So then are you, you these professors? Okay. So then, but you went from parole, but then we are in banking. So how did that little situation happen? Interesting. Interesting. As a cuenta. So there's a job fair and a professor comes to me and says, there's going to be a job fair, Janie, tomorrow. And, uh, <laughs> and he says, we need to put your resume. Well, let's get you a real job. Let's, let's, let's find you a job. And then I said, resume? What's a resume? I, I don't know what's a resume. What's a resume? He looks at me. He says, Janie, something easy. It's, it's, it's a form where, where you list all your, the jobs you work for, your skills, your experience. And I'm looking at him and I laughed and I said, how? I've only worked at selling flowers, taco stands, selling yelitos. <laughs> yelitos. Should I put that? Are they even going to take an interest in that? And he says, of course. Jackie, till this day, I, I'm going to look for it, but I still have that resume. I have oh, I my first that. resume. <laughs> selling yelitos. Yelitos for Janie. <laughs> <laughs> And tacos. Um, (laughs) And so he helped me put a resume together and took it. We went to a job fair. And I remember all these banks, Wells Fargo, the B of A's, Washington Mutual then, Union Bank. And I submitted my resume and I submitted applications that day and I remember talking to a recruiter from Union Bank and that recruiter said, hmm, wait a minute. I like you. Okay. So she took my resume and we talked for a few minutes and she took my resume. I kid you not, maybe like a month went by. I totally forgot. But in between that, Jackie, at that time, I was also taking a trade at job courts and I used to walk downtown during my lunchtime. I love walking in downtown. And I remember there was a building on ninth and main on the corner of ninth and main. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking and I had no idea what, but I was so in love with that building. I remember I used to tell myself one day I'm going to work there. One day I'm going to work there. I I had no idea what it was. I, I just, Love the building. I love the people that walked in and out of there were so dressed so professional. The ladies. Hi, I was so mesmerized. I was like, wow, I want to work there. And I didn't even know. So a month goes by, Jackie, and I get a phone call and it's from Union Bank. And Union Bank says to me, We would like to schedule a time 
to interview you and meet with you. I was so nervous. I was 19 mm-hmm. years old. Me? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Say yes. I was like, sure. What time? So the big day came. And thanks to these traits that I've taken at um, LA Job Corps, they helped me put my suit together, my hair in a little bun. Remember when you were not allowed to, to wear your hair down? Yeah, yeah, Women yeah. had to put their hair up and, and yeah. conservative. And so they helped me. I bought my first suit in downtown LA, $20, and I still have that suit. (laughs) And now you are money. (laughs) (laughs) And I have that suit because to this day, I want to make sure I fit in that suit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, girl. If I told you, no, for me, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I get this call. The big days come. And guess where the interview was ah, taking place. Let me just say that you manifested. Ah. <laughs> wow. Jackie. Incredible. I was walking into that building and I said, oh my God. I remember saying, I get, I'm getting the chills. I remember saying, one day I'm going to work here. One day. Yo voy a trabajar aquí. And I'm walking in there. And then I walk in and I thought I was going to be the only one. And it's my first real interview, my real like job interview, right? Where you're going to get a paycheck. (laughs) I remember walking in there and I see a line. It was a group interview that I wasn't expecting. And I turn to my left and to my right and I see these beautiful women and older and it was for a teller position a peak time teller but there was dressed so nice well put together that I looked at myself and I said I Dios mio but I said I got this I, I got this and we walked into a conference room Jackie and that's where my story begins I walked into that conference room and we were all being interviewed and I was holding on to a pen una pluma and the manager, Bonnie Odding, that's her name. I, she looks at me, she says, why should I hire you? And I had this confidence. I had this confianza. Like, yeah, yeah. Why? And I said to her, well, I don't have any banking experience. I've never worked for a bank, but I'll tell you, Bonnie. And I called her by her name. And I remember, I, Bonnie, I called her by her name. And I said, but I told her, Bonnie, I don't have any banking experience, but I tell you what, if you tell me, and I I have never in my life sold pens ever, ever, but if you teach me and you tell me how this pen is made, where it comes from, what ink it has, why is it better than, than the other pens? I kid you not. You tell me to sell a million, I'm going to sell 4 million. And she looked at me, she said, I like you, muchacha, like that. I like (laughs) you, muchacha. And it was just that confidence that I had in me. And she said, can you come with me? And she walked me over to another manager. And she's in front of me. She told that manager, she said, I like her. I like her. I want to hire her. And he looked at me. He said, hire her. (laughs) 
hire her. And I said, oh my God, I was in a room with like 10 of us and he said, hire her, right? And so a week later, I get a phone call and I got a job offer. And my first, I was getting paid ten seventy five an hour. I thought I was a millionaire. I said, "Of oh, course, I I, the minimum it's, was like four dollars, four twenty five. Yeah, yeah, I, you like, were, you were a millionaire. nineteen yeah. year old, like no, <laughs> no. Oh my god, I am Bissell. That's yeah. where it all began. That's where my banking career started. And so it gets better, Jackie, because four months into my position as a teller, I loved it. I love that. I love what I do. I loved helping people. I love meeting new people. I had people that would walk in and would ask me questions like, Senorita, I, yo no tengo una ID. I can't open an account. I said, well, why not? You have a matricula. Let's do you have a matricula? And they said, see, and I said, well, all the, you know, these were people that were making money, hardworking, selling tamales, selling elotes, I mean, tacos. And they didn't know that they, they were allowed to have a checking account. I said, see, yeah. si pueden. So I walked out of there every day feeling so full of love and happy knowing that I was able to put a smile into mm-hmm. another human being that yeah. thought that they couldn't have a checking account or a savings account. And it made me, it just blossomed my heart. So four months into that position, um, we had the banks had what they call the mystery shops and there was this one mystery, the, the manager that was in charge of the mystery shop. And he comes over and he, we want to know who is this Janie? Who is this famous Janie that she's getting all these outstanding reviews, <laughs> over a hundred of comments. And so he comes over, takes me to lunch. Jackie, you know him? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> you know him, Jackie? His name is? Sal Mendoza. <laughs> oh, wow. What a small world. I, I was yeah. his kid. And he yeah. takes me out to lunch and he says, and I will never forget him telling me, um, muchacha, tú vas a llegar muy alto. Yo tengo mucha fe en ti. And I said, I have faith in myself too. So <laughs> you want to try like, like agreed. <laughs> You're like, agreed. Yes. 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 <laughs> Yo también. Yo también. And so that motivated me and inspired me. And I was already motivated. But then a recruiter comes. He knocks on my door, right? Military recruiter. And he tells me, you know, you can make so much more money and we can continue to pay for your education. And you have a child. And he knew so much about me that I remember both. Well, yeah, I want to continue to go to school. I want to get my degree and I want to do this. And I remember reading a bio of this gentleman that had worked for for Union Bank for, I don't know, over so many years, but his story was incredible. And in his bio, he talked about how he was part of the, the reserves and how he maintained his job 
while he was serving at, at the bank. And I said, well, I could do that too and go to school and take care of my child. And, you know, I'm so young, full of energy and I want to learn. I have, I have like all the ganas to, to learn, right? I, as much as I could, anything right. and anything. And so I signed up. I signed up and I took the test <laughs> and I passed and I called my manager who had worked for it for four months. And I said, I'm going to mention his name, Mike Padula. And he says, I said to him, I'm going to join the military. And he, the, this was a phone conversation. He tells me, can you come in tomorrow, early morning? Jackie, that was a night. That was the first, that was the first life experience. I did not sleep the entire night because I'm thinking, oh my God, I am going to lose my job. What did I do? Por qué? They're going to fire me. I need this money. And so I did not sleep the entire night. I couldn't wait for 8 a.m. to be at the <laughs> door. <laughs> so, and so um, I met with them and he looks at me. He says, I know that you have a child and you're a smart young lady and there's a big, bright future ahead of you. And the military, we thank you that, you're, that you want to serve our country, but there's better for you and I'm going to help you. As a matter of fact, we have a position for you, full-time, new accounts. And then he says, you're going to earn twelve seventy-five. And we're going to send you to banking school and it comes with A, B, and C. And it was like this whole package. And I remember asking them, well, can you also pay for my English classes? <laughs> I even threw in that in there. I didn't even know I was demanding. I threw that in there. And he says, well, of course we can't. Yes, and we will. And so I went back to the recruiter and I remember telling that recruiter, and I am not going to join and uh, I decided to stay in my banking career. And that's what just from there, Jackie, it was wow. a promotion after promotion. Four months into that position, I then got promoted again. Six months into that position, I became, I was 22 years old when I became a certified by the board, a bank officer. So I was running a new accounts operations. I had what we called our business new account rep. And then I had a new account consumer who handled all the consumer accounts under me. And it was just amazing. And my department year after year, we were the number one, the number one, the number one. And I, I tell you, Jackie, and um, my ganas, I remember asking myself, well, wait a minute. If you remember early, early in our conversation, I had mentioned how when I was going to school, I was going for justice administration. Mm -hmm. I yeah. wanted to be a parole, officer. a parole officer. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to be a parole officer. And so I remember stopping and asking myself, well, you're not doing what you wanted to do. But then I realized that through that thinking that I was, that I was helping people, yeah. that I yeah. was helping them, that I was educating them and I was opening the new door for them yeah. by helping them, you know, start their savings, refinancing, et cetera, and everything that comes with banking. And that's where my career began. That's how my banking career 
started thanks to that one branch manager, Mike Padula, who said, Kiro, you are not going to join no military. You're going to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for him, right? Yes. You. Mike Padula. Yes. Yes. Thank God that you, you exist and that you encourage my beautiful friend here <laughs> to stay in banking. Okay. So now, yeah, you're like moving up the chain of command. You're moving, moving, moving. And I know at some point you move into a bigger bank, City National Bank. Mm. And did that happen because Sal recruited you or how did that come about? No. So I lost track of Sal. Completely. I was 19 years old, years went by. <laughs> and so, um, Mike Padula again. <laughs> Padula, Padula, he's my angel. I said, I remember telling him, Padula, I have this bank calling me all the time. City National Bank. They keep calling me and calling me. And I'm new. I, I don't know any better. I'm, I'm thinking, should I call back? And so he he says, Kittle, interview. And I looked at him like, why? I'm your number one top salesperson. Do you really want to let me go? And he, and he said, there's no more room here for you to grow. Mm. And you got to grow. That's a great mentor that can acknowledge that as a mentor, you need to, that I brought you here, but now your trajectory is taking you at a higher level and you're going to need a new mentor in your life. Yes. Wow. That's beautiful. And thank you, Mike Padula. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for being my angel. (laughs) He said, Kittle, I love you like the daughter I don't have. He had three boys. Mm -hmm. They're all grown now. And he said, it is time for me to cut your wings. You have to fly. Yeah. Those were his words. Aww. And I cried. And then I made him laugh. And I said, well, you know, they interview me. They're going to hire me. And he said, I have no doubt that. And they're going to take my greatest asset. And so I interviewed. And Jackie, I got an offer. And he said, I'm going to see you grow from there. So I joined City National um, 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago. And it was a very growing opportunity where I began to do a lot of the commercial lending. I've learned so much there, met a lot of great mentors, a lot of great women. When I started at City National, so the first thing I did, it was a really small, it was a smaller bank. City National now is a large bank. It's now acquired by RBC, Royal Business Bank of Canada. It's a great company, great, great company. I've learned so much. But then when we were around the Goldsmith family, and I remember the first thing I did is going into that employee roster, right? Because <laughs> so many, it was so many of us. And I looked and I saw Sal's Mendoza name in there. Sal. <laughs> and my heart, my heart was just pumping blood so fast. I picked up the phone and I said, I called him. And I remember telling him, You probably don't remember me. But you met me at Union Bank, this place under this manager. And he says, 
Pues claro que sí me acuerdo de ti. <laughs> yes. And it was like the, it, it was like God was lining up everything for me. And mm -hmm. he became my second mentor mm -hmm. in my banking career. And I tell you, Jackie, in life, you have to surround yourself with mentors, yes. mentors, good friends. And that's what I tell the young men and young women, like, Number one, don't let anyone dictate your life. No one can tell you what you can do. No one, only you yourself. Mm -hmm. If they say no, prove yourself that yes, you can, if you really want it, of course, yeah. because right. that's the only way it's going to happen. And surround yourself with people that you're going to learn from that are going to take you to the next. Because there are individuals out there that they know so much, but they don't want to share their knowledge. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad. Yeah. And they fear because they think that you're going to become better than them because of you're going to be their competition. But I tell you, there is no competition out there. You are your only competition. I am my only competition. There is plenty of fishes in the sea, plus sharks. I tell people, you have sharks. Yes. Go after the sharks. You know, <laughs> after the big deals. Right. And there is, so there is no competition. You are your only competition. You, mm. you dictate as an individual how far, where, and how you want things to happen. And Surround yourself with, with people that, again, I cannot emphasize that, that you're going to learn and grow and they're going to walk you through that process and they're going to show you, but you're going to have to show them because these people are busy and they take time of their busy schedule to teach you. You need to appreciate that mm -hmm. and show them because we become a reflection of them. Yes. Right. And yes. that's what I've become. It got to a point where I I was involved with everything. I can probably say that I was one of the first with City National that we initiated the caucus, the Latino caucus group. Because when I first joined the bank, I would go out to the Latino businesses, small businesses. And the first thing they would tell me, City National? What bank is that? I don't know. I, I only know this bank and I only know this other bank, but I've never heard of City National. And then some would even tell me, oh, no, that's the bank of the judios or that's the bank of the rich. It's <laughs> yeah. el banco de los ricos, right? And then so I would tell them, well, aren't you rich? No, mija, como no? Usted rico. Si, como no? Why are you saying you're not? You're running this business. I mean, who else is doing that? And so then I was changing their minds. So then mm -hmm. I went back and I told Sal, Sal, these are some of the things that I'm facing out there with, with our people, with, with the community, with our Latinos. They're saying that they don't know who we are and that we're the bank of the, the rich people, the bank of the Jewish. Yeah, and yeah. we're not. We're the bank for everybody. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> I work yeah. Here. I'm, I'm a Latina. And... And he says, why don't we start the Latino caucus? And we did. So we initiated a Latino and now City National has all kinds of caucus groups. The women caucus, the LGBT caucus, the, I mean, you name it. And yes. it was so successful. I remember then the CEO, Russell Goldsmith, gave us a check, 25,000. And we're like, what are we going to do with 25,000? 
you can't put an event together, but we made it happen. And it was so successful that he turned around and he gave us more money and we put it out there in the community and, and, and we started growing the Latino community coming into the union bank, the city national, sorry, city national. And that's where the power of networking came in into my life. Right. I'm now in my twenties mid-20s, and I'm networking, meeting people, visiting businesses, small businesses in the downtown LA area. And from one client to another client, I started opening my doors and they opened my doors. Um, And it's because of them I am here today. Um, I I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for for the faith in my God, Dios primero. Yeah. But secondly, he he put these wonderful clients and he continues to put these wonderful, amazing clients. And I can consider them my friends because when I take on a client, I always say, we're married. Estamos casados. I don't have a ring, but I always tell them, that's <laughs> yes, my philosophy. Yes. And we're yeah. going to have the good, the bad, and the ugly, but we're going to work through the bad times. We're going to have a lot of communication. Mm-hmm. If you need me to be here, listen, I am a, a free employee on your payroll. Free, free. Take advantage of all my knowledge in financing, and I'm going to walk you through. And remember, I always tell my clients, if you grow, I grow. Yeah, We grow together. You're successful, I'm successful because right. we're growing together. I would never allow, I would never grow by myself. There's a group of people that are behind me growing with me and everybody, I want everybody, my friends, everybody, I want them to feel that same energy of success, of happiness. We all ride the wave together. You know? Yes, yes, yes. When what when one rises, we all rise. Take advantage, right? Yeah, that's the philosophy. We rise. So, yes, absolutely. So City National Bank, but then you went to First Century Bank. See. And so that's where you are right now. Yes. And that's also a is it retail, commercial? It, what what kind of bank is it? So First Century Bank, we are a commercial lending bank. We our primary focus is professionals, entrepreneurs, small businesses. And we can do it all from consumer lending to commercial lending. And I've been with First Century Bank for it's going to be three years now in July 1st. And I didn't want to leave City National Bank. And <laughs> I was like, no, I've been here for 12 years. I yeah. love the bank. And And in my exit interview, I was asked why, and I wasn't looking. And here, again, grateful to having great mentors in my life. I went to, I I spoke with Sal and sharing with her my story. And I said, Sal, I don't want to leave. And here I have all these banks calling me. And it wasn't just First Century Bank. In fact, it wasn't even First Century Bank. It was all these other banks. And Sal looks at me and he says, well, Janie, you're not going to know what you're worth. And if you don't put yourself out there, when was the last time you interview? And I looked at him and I said, well, I haven't because I get promoted every six months or every year here at City National. Every year or every six months, I was getting a promotion. I was their top salesperson for the West Side. And um, 
through the Latino community, small businesses. And so I had a branding. I had a name. I said, Sal, he says, go, Mm. go talk to these banks. He said, the worst that could happen is you may or may not like it. You come back with an offer and you tell us what it is. And if, 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 if the bank is, it feels that they, they can pay that, they can afford that, then they'll keep you. Or if not, then, you know, well, you got to take your chances. He says, mijita, mijita, you got to take your chances. Mm-hmm. And Jackie, I, I was afraid. I was afraid, mm-hmm. but I wasn't afraid because, because I thought that I wasn't going to get it. I was afraid because I knew I was going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> And the big question was, be careful what you ask for. (laughs) See, and the big question was, well, am I ready to make this move? Am I ready to leave everything I know? Because it's the fear of change, right? And that was another learning curve for me too. And so I did. I did. I interviewed with like, kid you not, four banks and that all the recruiters were calling me. And I did get an offer from all of them. Los cuatro gave me a job offer. And uh, <laughs> right when I had made, I accepted an offer with a bank. I got, I received a call from First Century Bank. It was a Friday and I see my phone and I look at my mom, I keep getting this 310 number. And I kept asking myself, like, who is calling me? So you're like, who is this person? Where did I meet them? <laughs> yeah, it was a 310. Mind you, I had just gone off the phone. I accepted a job offer. It, I was going to be in Glendale. So I take the call and this gentleman says to me, you know, I was giving you, sorry for calling you so many times. I was giving your name and your number. They said that if I don't have you in my team, that I'm going to regret it. And I want to know who is this Janie Marquez. And I want to know all about you. And I remember telling yeah. Robert, you're a little bit too late. I accepted a job offer. He looks at me. He, I can hear on the, on, on the phone. He says, no, 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 no. He says, listen. You can always change that. And I said, no, but it's my word. And I already gave my word. He says, nothing is going to happen. This happens all the time. And, and, I, yeah. and I remember telling him it does because this has only happened to me this time, right? Right, right. right. And, so, and so short story, we were on the phone for maybe at least an hour. And he says, look, we've been on the phone for an hour. And inconscientemente, he was interviewing me, right? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. says, why don't you come and meet our team? And if you like our team and if you like the office, put a hold on it. He convinced me. And I, and I say, perfect. If you can see me Monday, 9 a.m., then I'm there. If not, there's no deal. But it has to be Monday, 9 a.m. So it was my terms, right? My yeah, conditions, yeah. my yeah. terms. And give me five minutes calls me back. He says, got it. We'll see you Monday, 9 a.m. 
Jackie, it was like God had lined it up for me. Mm -hmm. I walked in there and the minute that I walked into that office, I knew this was the place. It took me back to the day and time when I first started at my previous company. Mm. It felt right. It felt good. It was just that feeling that, Mm -hmm. okay, this is it. This is where I want to be. This is who I want to work with. And this is going to be the right place and the right home for my clients as well. Because remember, I'm not just interviewing for me. I'm interviewing for a group of clients that come with you. You have a portfolio. And so I did. And there, I mean, we weren't even there for an hour. They're asking questions about my career. (laughs) The rest, it was... You know, what do you do on the week? It was it was so friendly, casual. the conversation, very casual that it was never an interview. It was more like we want her, we need to bring her. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And you can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had me on hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wonderful. My God, you've got a lot of lot of experience. And amigas out there who are listening to Janie's story. I mean, this is a woman who has had many difficult situations and has been able to overcome them. And um, like I always say, by the grace of God, anything is possible. Totally. Always. Everything. Yes. And so yes. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have her here on this podcast. She listened to my interview with my father. You can check out that interview. And um, that was, he was actually my first male interview on the podcast. And apparently unbeknownst to me, she was his banker. Isn't this <laughs> how the world turns and the circle it comes with? But I'm very grateful on you guys out there. You have to get to know Janie. And Janie, as we're finishing up here, wrapping up the interview, I always ask my amigas if they can provide for us one or two tips on how she can handle her shit. What are your tips? That's a great, great, great question, right? What are my tips? There's so many. I would want to say so many things. But before I say that, I want to say I am still your father's banker. (laughs) (laughs) Disclosure. (laughs) I still, I have a piece of that. (laughs) Don't own it all. But first of all, Dios, have faith in whatever it is. For me, it's God. For me, it's La Virgen. For me, is he is my strength. He's the one that pulls me through everything and anything. And he opens my door. Your faith, la fe, is bien importante. As the, the Bible says that, you know, you can, you won't see it by sight, but with faith, right? With fe. And all things are possible through him. And he is my everything and who has guided me and walked me through everything, my wins, my loss, and I can be more grateful to him. And second to that, for everyone out there that that's listening, I want to say that dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. And I get emotional because that's what my mom, and I tell this to my kids, who you surround yourself is who you're going to become. Yeah. Yeah. So 1000%. Yes. So dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. Oh, yeah. Yes. I say that all the time. And I learned that, I don't know through who, I don't know if it was my father, my mother, I don't know, but I knew it was in my family and it was said all the time. 
And I, I, to this day, I still say it, you know, and, and also, you know, it's like proximity. Like I'm in proximity to power, Mm -hmm. like always be in proximity to power and power can be however you want it to be. It doesn't necessarily mean about money or success is defined differently by different people. But if you want to level up in your life, you need to be surrounded by the, those people who are going to bring you up, just like your mentors, like your uh, Mike Patella and Sal, who, who saw something in you and encouraged you to move up. Yes. And I thank these gentlemen for everything they've done in my life and they continue to do and they continue to mentor me. And I'm forever grateful to having them in, in my life and, and too many more. There's, there's a lot of people that helped me throughout my journey, but mm-hmm. Jackie, Amiga, eh, mi consejo is busquen, have, have a mentor, have a friend that's going to walk you and hold your hand. Yes. 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 Sí, se puede. Gracias, yes. amiga. Thank you so much for these tips and for being here with us. And can't wait for round two. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, love. Thank you for being here at Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. You are welcome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.